0: Product Management Podcast. Six common KPI mistakes to avoid. Key performance indicators, or KPIs, are metrics that measure how well your product is doing. As useful as they are to proactively manage a product, they're not always effectively applied in my experience. In this episode, I'll discuss six common KPI mistakes, and I explain how you can overcome them and fully leverage key performance indicators to maximize the value your product creates. Now, if you want to go deeper and learn more about KPIs, then I recommend that you also attend my product strategy and roadmap training course and read my book, Strategize. But let's now dive into the six KPI mistakes. And the first one is no product KPIs are used at all. Imagine that you've trained hard to run a half marathon, Shortly after the start of the race, your smartwatch stops working and you discover that you didn't bring your phone. Consequently, you don't know for sure how fast you're running and if you are on track to achieve your target finish time. And the same is true when you don't use any key performance indicators. You end up guessing how well the product is doing and if it is creating the desired value. Now, Common sense might suggest that managing a product without the right measurements is not a sensible approach, but I've seen teams who did not use any KPIs. This can be caused by an intense focus on execution and delivery, being so concerned with adding features and running sprints that tracking the product's overall performance is neglected. And another reason can be the belief that product decisions can and should be made only based on intuition. Consequently, these teams relied on the following three pieces of information. The first one is anecdotal feedback. Like customers love our product. They told me so. The second one is gut feeling. Trust me, I've seen this before and I'm sure we're on the right track here. And the last one is solution centric data. For instance, we're making great progress. We've implemented 50 more user stories and velocity is up. Sadly, none of the data helps you see clearly how much value the product is creating and as a consequence, you risk making wrong product decisions, finding out late that the product performance is poor and ultimately mismanaging the product. The second mistake is the wrong product KPIs are used. When you reflect on the key performance indicators that you currently use, then how confident are you that you have chosen the right metrics that help you collect the right data? My experience suggests that it's rather common that not all indicators that are used are helpful and there are four common reasons for this. The first one is the analytics tool decides. So that means you essentially trust the tool to collect the right data for you, and the tool largely determines the measurements that are used. And this often leads to too much data being gathered, and you consequently spend too much time analyzing the data and you may struggle to determine which pieces of data are truly relevant. This, then, in turn, can cause you to draw the wrong conclusions and make the wrong product decisions. The second reason is, the value the product should create is not clearly understood. And that means a validated product strategy and an actionable product roadmap are missing. You end up guessing which indicators you should use, rather than being able to systematically derive the right ones. Third reason is that a powerful stakeholder or line manager tells you which KPIs to use. And this then usually leads to metrics that are valuable for the individual, but not necessarily for the product. And in the worst case, you collect irrelevant data that unduly influences product decisions. And the final reason are vanity metrics. Uh, These are indicators that make the product look good rather than paint a realistic picture of its performance. And I'll discuss stakeholders and managers determining KPIs as well as using vanity metrics in more detail shortly. Now, using wrong or unhelpful indicators means that you will collect wrong or irrelevant data. If this data is actioned, bad product decisions will be made. Therefore, ensure that all measurements you use are truly helpful To achieve this, refer to the needs and business goals stated in the product strategy and the product goals or outcomes on the product roadmap, assuming of course that these plans are in place. Then ask yourself how you can tell that these goals have been met. Additionally, include health indicators, which are metrics that measure how healthy your product and team are. Finally, don't forget to regularly review and adjust your KPIs. Do this at least once per quarter as a rule of thumb, ideally as part of your product strategy reviews. Third mistake, a stakeholder or the big boss dictates the KPIs. Now, in theory, the key performance indicators should be systematically derived along the lines just mentioned, and they should be tied to your product strategy and roadmap. But in practice, that's not always the case. I've worked with a number of product people who were told to use certain KPIs by a powerful stakeholder or their boss. If that's the case for you, then you may find that you're not fully empowered. As the person in charge of the product, you should have what I call full stack ownership of the product. And that means that you own the product in its entirety, that you're empowered not only to make tactical, but also strategic product decisions. You should therefore ultimately possess the authority to determine which KPIs are used and which ones aren't. Even though I do recommend involving key stakeholders and development team members in the decision making process. If you feel that you lack empowerment, then consider how you can increase your authority. And I share some tips for that in my book, How to Lead in Product Management. Additionally, have the courage to take ownership of the KPIs. Learn to effectively say no to stakeholders and line managers without losing their support. It would be a mistake to use KPIs only to please powerful individuals. Your job as the person in charge of the product is not to make the stakeholders happy, but to maximize the value your product creates for the users, the customers, and the entire business. The fourth mistake is using vanity metrics. Everybody who's committed to their product wants it to be successful and do well. Nobody wants their product to fail and be retired early. It can therefore be tempting to choose measurements that paint a rosy picture of the product performance, rather than a realistic one. These KPIs are also referred to as vanity metrics, a term coined by Eric Rees. Examples of vanity metrics might be number of downloads and page views. Both measurements might look reasonable, but they usually don't allow you to generate new insights and therefore make the right product decisions. If the number of downloads is increasing, for instance, then this does not necessarily mean that people actually use the product it would therefore be probably better to measure activations and daily active users. And similarly, if the page views are up, then this does not imply that people find the content that's offered truly valuable and that they're willing to act upon it. And again, it may be better to use a different KPI, uh, a measurement like conversion rate. Now, to mitigate the risk of using vanity metrics, ensure that your KPIs are actionable, accessible, and Audible. And again, that's a recommendation by Eric Reese. Actionable means that the metrics help you understand if the product is creating the desired value for the users and customers and for your business. The data they collect helps you make concrete decisions about how to best progress your product. It allows you to inspect and adapt the product strategy and product roadmap. Accessible says that the data can be collected in a timely manner, without too much effort. Ideally, most of the data is automatically generated by an analytics tool. Auditable means that the data can be clearly traced back to its source. It is transparent where the data came from. This allows you to assess the quality of the data and determine if it is relevant and should be used to drive product decisions. Fifth mistake, the data analysis is biased. Now The whole point of using KPIs is that they help us make better product decisions by basing those decisions on empirical evidence, on data. But data alone is not truly useful. We have to analyze and interpret it and draw the right conclusions from it. That's not always easy, though. As humans, we are affected by cognitive biases and these impact our ability to objectively work with data and they cause us to make wrong product decisions. These impact our ability to objectively work with data and they can cause us to make wrong product decisions. Here are three biases, which I find especially prevalent in product management. The first one is confirmation bias. And this bias causes you to prefer data that confirms your preconceived ideas and views. In the worst case, this means that you ignore data that challenges your opinions and that you miss out on the opportunity to gain your insights, make the right decisions and improve your product. The second one is anchoring bias, which is the mistake of re- relying too heavily on a specific piece of information when you make a decision often that's the first piece of information you acquire. So you don't wait until all the relevant data has become available and you draw your conclusions too early. This can again cause you to make wrong and suboptimal decisions. And finally, authority bias means giving too much weight to the opinion of an authority. That might be an important customer, an influential stakeholder or a senior manager. And this can cause you to be swayed by the individual's views instead of critically assessing their relevance Uh, and as a consequence you might make a bad product decision to mitigate cognitive biases i recommend the following two measures first be mindful of the way you work with and interpret data don't cling to your ideas and views Try to see difficult feedback and critical data as something positive, as an opportunity to learn and improve. Remember, you cannot advance your product if you don't discover any issues and shortcomings. And second, involve the key stakeholders and development team members in the data analysis. This allows you not only to leverage the individual's expertise, but it helps you counteract individual biases. And finally, the sixth mistake is data worship. In God we trust. All others must bring data. Now, that's a phrase commonly attributed to Edwards deeming, even though it turns out he might have actually never said it. Now, I hope that you agree with the intended meaning of the statement, but you should not make the mistake of expecting that data will tell you what to do. As I pointed out earlier, Data alone does not say anything, it's your analysis and the conclusions you draw from it that make data valuable. And therefore I recommend that you are data-informed, not data-driven. Collect the relevant data using the right KPIs and do your best to objectively analyze it, but do make sure that you clean the data and that you check that it's relevant have the courage to discard data that is poor quality and cannot be used. The data you base your decisions on should have the following three qualities. First, it should be representative, and that means that the data is valid for your product's entire target group, that is, all the users and customers, as well as the entire business. Second, it should be reliable, That means it originated from reliable sources that can be identified third it should be relevant the data is up to date and it's useful to determine how much value the product is creating for its target group in the business additionally i recommend that you don't work exclusively with quantitative data but make sure that you also collect qualitative data by directly interacting with at least selected users and customers, for example, by interviewing the individuals and by observing them. This will allow you to empathize with the beneficiaries of your product and develop a deep understanding of their needs. This in turn will improve your ability to draw the right conclusions from the quantitative data you collect. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and found my advice helpful. As I mentioned earlier, you can learn more about working with key performance indicators by attending my Product Strategy and Roadmap training course, which is available online, and by reading my book Strategize. Thank you for listening.